FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Akib Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we begin the show, let's meet the award-winning panel. You know him as an author, a broadcaster, and the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. Abdul Akib Shabazz, hello. Good morning, my friend. And he is, uh, well, the one of the most beloved figures in the history of Indiana politics and government. 30 years in the Indiana State Senate. Jim Merritt, hello. Good morning. All right, let's uh, let's start with the question everybody's <laughs> asking, which is what what has happened to uh, Victoria Sparts? Um, so of course she was uh, she was not going to run, and then she was maybe going to run, and now she's decided to run. Abdul, you're the guy with the gossip, rumor, and innuendo. This woman is exhausting. Uh, what's the story behind the scenes? Well, ironically, uh, as we record this uh, program on Thursday morning, I was actually talking to Victoria Sparks a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, for sit down for one on one, I know she was tired of Congress, uh, just out of all the, the the swampiness, the back and forth. Uh, then she told me she was getting some, she was getting she's getting pressure from folks to run, and also her fa- her family was a big decision. They were sort of divided. Some 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 of her family members thought she should run, some thought she shouldn't. Yeah. But at the end, at the end of the day, she she made the decision to run, saying I can't leave. You know the situation as it uh-huh. is, and so she believes she can be the difference maker, or one of one of four hundred thirty-five. Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, Jim, mm-hmm. you know this woman. I do. You're a Hamilton County person. I am. She is exhausting. She is exhausting, and, and that's coming from me, which says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She's exhausting, and uh, the idea of of saying no, then yes, then no. Uh, I, I think she's probably uh, broken a lot of promises out there with, with, with former staff, with constituents, and uh, and and the individuals that are running right now, maybe not have a head start, but they, she, she gave them, she gave up a lot of time, a lot of effort, and and she went around uh, to different places in the in the district and had some uh, meetups if you will and maybe she got something from that but, but uh, <laughs> you're so nice yeah. Jim. you know nobody went to that thing it was like but, oh please but keep it's unconscionable i don't know why you change your mind uh because in the beginning she wanted to be at home with with family and and now uh washington hasn't gotten any less crazy and i i think the case can be made that it has gotten really unmanageable uh more so than ever before and and that's just very difficult. You're waiting to wait, and and four or five people are making all the decisions for you in Washington D.C. If you're a member of Congress, and so I'm not sure what her goals would be for a what third term, fourth term. This would be her third term. Th- th- yes, third term. I'm not sure what the goals would be other than, you know, you're punching red a lot. Yeah, uh, Abdul. And not only that, they they look like they. They'd probably be in the majority next year. The, the issue, or, excuse me, minority next year. The issue, I think, for a lot of people is not that she changed her mind. It's one, when she changed her mind. We'll talk about that in a second. But two, 
she was so over the top about it. Remember last year she was on a Tony Katz, like, maybe I'll just quit in the middle of my term. Maybe I won't even go to the end of my term. So you went from so done with it that you're threatening to quit in the middle of your term to now I'm, I must stay. And people just go, lady, nobody's buying that. And the, and the thing is, too, uh, what, I, what I do think that, that hurts her is is the fact sort of the, the, the make up your mind. Yeah. Like, are, are you doing it? Are you in or are you out? Which, which one is it? It's like being a little bit pregnant. Either you, either you are pregnant yeah. or you're not pregnant. And what's interesting is uh, you have a lot of uh, some of the uh, Hamilton County mayors, like Chris Jensen, for example, like we can't deal yeah. with this. He came out pretty forcefully for a good for a good rich, right? Yeah. And Victoria's always had some, Victoria's always had some issues with the Hamilton County mayor. Yeah. Where there's Fishers, Carmel, Noblesville to to begin with. So this doesn't help. Number two, um, Max England, uh, who we'll be speaking to also uh, on the weekend program. Uh, came out uh, with with a news release, basically beating up on Victoria Sparks as well. And here's the interesting thing: uh, this will be in this weekend's cheat sheet because there's another one coming out. So here's a little bit of a preview. Good business for you this time of year. Oh, oh great business! Yeah. Uh, England uh, used to work for Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. I, so real quick <laughs> on that, real real quick on that. I love the fact that he's. I heard him on with Tony the other day, and this is a guy who worked for McCarthy, who you don't get more established than McCarthy. Like acting like he is the reincarnation of R- R- Ron Paul, and Ron Paul's still with us. I don't know if he could be a reincarnation, but Ron Paul 2.0 out there, Mister Limited Government. You get lost, buddy. You work for Kevin McCarthy. They're, they're all. I always, I always love the. I'm not. I'm not. I'm an outsider. I'm not part of the establishment. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> just stop. Just can, can we just cut this BS now? Merritt, you d- you made a choice not to run, and mm-hmm. to your credit, once you decided I'm not going to run anymore, you said that's it. I'm done, and you didn't waver or waffle once you said that's it. I'm out of here. Well, I didn't want to be on airline air, airplanes for the rest of my life. I didn't want to uh, live in two places, and and uh, and that's really what I thought. Um, uh, Congressman Sparts, Congresswoman Sparts was was really getting at is coming home and having a, a an ordinary life, and and so you know there are a lot of candidates in the in in that race now. What nine or ten? And uh, some of them have some a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, some of them have some you know issues that they're interested in that are outside of what. You know the border and and uh, the economy, which is are the two issues. I just don't know what Victoria runs on right now, other than you know the the economy and the border. And, and really, you know, there's nothing in Washington that she has really uh, excelled at. And, and and you know, she knows Ukraine, but doesn't seem like she's at the table for that. Well, that's a losing issue now in the Republican Party. Well, regardless, she has. It, it, regardless of when or or why, she has not gotten heavily involved in that, and that's a country she knows so well. Uh, okay, Abdul, let's get to the gossip and innuendo side of this. So you got Goodrich, Chuck Goodrich's state rep. You got this England guy who worked for McCarthy. You got Raju, who is super wealthy. Uh, they've all said they're staying in, right? Yes. And uh, Goodrich, uh, who already who's already invested a million dollars, wouldn't it be nice to have a million dollars just to blow, just to blow it? Well, pressure. you know these endorsements. I, I am I correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Mayor Fadness has endorsed Good Goodrich now. I believe so. Yeah, and he doesn't get into politics. No. And Jensen. No, he shuts down businesses at uh, <laughs> at uh, 10 p.m. during Christmas yeah. for no reason. But no, he won't get into politics. But yeah, but he leaped into this fray along with Jensen and. And a, a member of Congress is invaluable to mayors, small city mayors, and and with grant money and 
access to Washington in different ways. And so uh, they're jumping into the fray right away. Uh, was I, I think that was something that needs to be watched. And actually something else to think about, too, uh, in the 5th Congressional District uh, is uh, I think, actually think Victoria has a, actually has a shot of, of pulling this off because she still has the most name ID out of any of the candidates uh, who are in the race number two. She she still she has her her, her floor of support which is about twenty twenty five percent and you know in a crowded race yeah. when that, you're, when your ballot's like a friggin' CVS pharmacy receipt mm-hmm. it, it it doesn't take much Mary, now, the, the, now now the flip side of that though is this could come back to haunt Victoria in the general election because if you get a, a semi decent Democrat who can actually you know maybe raise some money and really pull out those folks sort of south of thirty two that that Carmel Fishers you know Noblesville. It could be, it could be a competitive race again. Barrett, if she wins that primary, the people of that district are just saying you can lie to us all you want, and we don't care. I I think a lot of people aren't paying any attention. I think a lot of times they, they believe that the government has lied to them. That they're going upon upon their their own day, and uh, uh, that district, uh, the north part of it, is almost like the Bible Belt. You know, there are a lot of places in Ham in Howard County and and the like. Ham, uh, Northern Hamlin County that are uh, uh, that are very very conservative and probably sparse uh, voters, but um, uh, it, it's I, I think that number one is a presidential year. So I think although uh, although you know she got elected before in presidential year, but there'll be a lot of Republican voters out, and I think she gets to the primary. Whoever gets to the primary wins that congressional seat. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Dooley Keeps Your Boss, Jim Merritt, Program State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Speaking of presidential primaries, this thing here in Indiana is just, it's weird and it's ridiculous. And Jim Banks just looks like a petulant child. And he may be about to look like a total idiot if indeed Nikki Haley survives to get on the ballot, which it looks like as of right now, Nikki Haley does indeed have 500 verified signatures in marion county which means she would qualify to be on the ballot abdul let's just start from the premise of why she isn't even going to be running by the time it comes to indiana certainly it won't even matter trump will already have the nomination wrapped up why did trump and now i mean look trump does trump things trump says stuff all the time that he doesn't know what he's talking about and it's ridiculous and you just chuckle it off like a crazy uncle but jim banks is all on board with this these nonsensical statements from Trump and now cheerleading for Nikki Haley to not be on the ballot and declaring she wasn't going to be on the ballot. I mean, why does, what has happened to Jim Banks? Well, first of all, I leave you people for two days. <laughs> two days. I leave you. Go to town two days to go to, go to conference for writers of the Federal Reserve in Chicago for two days. I'm getting a text like, what? No. <laughs> I, I didn't use hell. I used another word. What the blank are you people? God <laughs> so I'm, I'm like i see i see the, the 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 donald trump tweet nikki haley won't be on the ballot like what do you mean she won't be on the ballot in indiana and then i see the the jim banks tweet like no this this is wrong so i called uh a good friend of mine over at voter registration like hey uh i checked the the signature list and nikki haley has she's about 
50, 47 signatures short of being on the ballot here in Marion County. So what's going on here? It's like, she's like, Abdul, the, there, there are two deadlines. There's deadlines to get all your signatures in, and then there's a deadline to file. And we take that time when we, we, when you have the deadline to get your signatures in to, to double, double check and make sure they're verified. Like, okay, so, and we're still going through the verification process because Marion County is you no know, part the fifth, you know, part, part the sixth. So you got to uh, make adjustments, but she should be on the ballot. It's like, okay, so what's the friggin' deal here? And then you get Trump's idiot lawyers, which doesn't surprise me. The guy's probably going to go to friggin' prison with that type of representation. Uh, basically send a letter to the Marion County, elect- Marion County clerk, uh, Case Winnie Bell, saying, hey, cease and desist, preserve everything, because we heard you've been communicating with, them, with with Republicans. Like, the, But the election, but the clerk has nothing to do with signatures. Like, what? Mother, God. Ugh. Yeah, so the, but but look, let's take Trump out of the equation though, because Trump does this stuff all the time, and he gets a free pass on it. And I don't understand why. I mean, he looks ridiculous. I mean, he got the order of when Indiana. Does it appear that he thought Indiana was going to vote for Nevada based on one of these? I mean, so let's take him out of there. Jim Banks knows how our elections work. I don't expect anything different from Trump than what he did. It's weird, but I don't expect anything better different from Trump. Jim Banks knows how the elections work. Jim knows how the signature process works. Jim knows how the counting of the signatures works. And Jim Merritt, Jim Banks looks like a complete ass. You got to know the rules, and you got you can't you cannot allow uh, some staffer to tell you something that is incorrect. And uh, I, I'm I'm certain he's covered up with what goes on in Washington, which. I'm not sure what that is, but uh, <laughs> I, I I think that a lot of times you operate on the on the information that you know some researcher researcher has or some staffer, and then you tweet it and you look really really silly. Yeah, I mean, it, and he should know because he's in the signature process right now, or he's completed it because right. he's running. Well, you, you're concerned that he's getting bad staff work as well. Well, right, and, and so you've got between the rust thing, mm-hmm. which. He's looked horrible on that. And now the Nikki Haley thing, which he's not even running against Nikki Haley. So what vested interest does he have in that? And the thing is going to be, you have a guy in Jim Banks who is supposed to be this guy, oh, I fought for everyone's freedom and liberty and blah, blah, blah. His whole thing so far is keeping people from running for public office. It's a horrible look. Well, not only that, I don't think anybody would know who Rust is uh, if the the Banks team hadn't continually... um, beat the drum about this individual and and uh, uh i'm sure they think well we don't want a democrat in the primary race true however uh you're just giving him political oxygen and and abdul i just don't get it i don't understand there's a theory that you you take every challenge seriously which under which i totally get and i totally understand even the most ridiculous mundane challenger you take seriously but that, but that doesn't mean you need to pull the trigger on every single thing you keep an eye on them. You monitor, you monitor their fundraising. Look at their their ads, but but to but you don't necessarily draw more attention to them than absolutely necessary. Yeah. Uh, so let's what let's start with you, Jim, because mm-hmm. you worked with Banks when he was a state senator. I did, and he seemed like a really decent guy then. Mm-hmm. He used to come on. You know, I was a fill-in guy here back then, but you know, whether he'd fill in for Tony Katz or whoever, he'd come on, and he and then he was he'd become a congressman by that point, and he seemed very reasonable and very conservative. And I've seen now multiple people post this including people outside the Republican Party that said, hey, Jim Banks used to be a pretty good dude. He used to work across the aisle, even though he was very conservative. And this this world, this guy now 
He is nothing like that guy. Like, what has happened to Jim Banks? I don't know, but you're right. He was an outstanding state senator, and and Galt, you know, he got called up in the Navy and was in Afghanistan. And when he went, uh, he resigned his senate His wife won that and spent time with us, and she was even better state senator than he was. And and uh, when he ran for Congress, he ran a pretty good primary. And and bested most of everybody that uh, was a, his opponent, and he's he's kind of a he 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 wanted I think the uh, conservative icon Hoosier icon which we've had in our history, and but I'm not sure why uh, why he has given oxygen to any of his his um, opponents, and. I'm not sure what has happened to him. Because this Nikki Haley thing, it's okay. At least with Russ, it's like you're running against the guy. So I guess. Right. I mean, I don't well, agree he's a with surrogate for He's a surrogate for Trump. But he, he, know, he should know how our election process he works. Should. He should. And if she's not on the ballot, let the thing play out and then tweet that out. But he knows, there's, as Abdul said, there's the, the deadline and then the verification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after all that is done, there's a deadline for that. Then if all that's done, then you... File challenges, etc. Well, you go for the holy grail of clicks. You got to keep it. You kind of keep in people's minds, and you have to have good staff work, and you got to understand the rules. Abdul, you know banks. What is going on with this guy? I'm not sure, but Jim and I will be talking uh, probably uh, sometime next week. Uh, just sort of a one-on-one, like, "Hey, Jim, how's the race going?" Blah blah. So, what was your friggin' deal with Donald Trump? Because I know you called him and said, "Hey, Nikki Haley may not be on the ballot." And then Trump went kind of bat crap crazy or just normal for Donald Trump. I mean, so what is it? I, I realize you're a Trump supporter. I get that. And this is American. Everybody's entitled to support who they want to support. But it's not helping in the grand scheme of things. Because I don't like Nikki Haley. I'm not voting for Nikki Haley. I, I don't know whether I like Rust or not. I haven't decided to put the effort into it until I see if he's on the ballot or not. But I still think and support both of their rights to run for public office. And it's like. Jim Banks, you're a congressman, and you're cheerleading for people to not even be able to participate in the political process. Gross. It's it's a difficult um, difficult swim. I I don't I don't uh, this obviously I don't walk in his shoes, and and we all know I I don't react this way. But but he, he does have that connection to the to the right. He does have that ke- connection to Trump, and I'm I'm certain I'm certain that he is. Holding up the flag of Donald Trump and whatever needs to be done, he does it. And, and, and it's also it's rather ironic if you think about it. Uh, the Supreme Court today is hearing uh, arguments on the Fourteenth Amendment and whether Donald Trump should be on the ballot or not. And people are saying it's unfair to keep Donald Trump off the ballot because you're denying voters yeah. a choice. Whoa, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's I mean, kind of a we're, look, I a get, spin of the mind. Yeah. I get in campaigns, and you guys know I'm I'm no softy in terms of hey. Let the mud fly. Let it sling. You know, it's adult. It's an adult world, mm-hmm. and and these are big boy politics. But we're not even talking about that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you looking at someone going, "You don't have the right to participate in the in the political process." Yeah. And I have no tolerance for that, whether I like the person or don't. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley should totally be able to run for public office. John Russ should totally be able to run well, for public it, office. It, it, it's one thing if the person clearly doesn't qualify to be on the ballot. Like for example, if you're 33 years old, you want to be president. No, right. you got to be. That that's one thing. If you don't meet the qualifications, mm-hmm. but what's going on here? Is just ridiculous. Yeah, what well, adds the we talked about it the last couple of weeks. It goes back to my converting my my changing my mind, and I can change my mind that uh, we need a nominating com, uh, convention. And and, um, and I was uh, 
Marion County Republican chair. But I truly believe for U.S. Senate and for governor, we need uh, to add that to the to the nom- uh, to a, a state convention that we'll have in June here. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt of Gulakeep Shabazz program at Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Speaking of signatures, uh, the governor's candidates on the Republican side, as well as the one Democrat, but the, on the Republican side, have all made, at least for now, the signature requirement, all six of them. And I got to say, Jamie Rittenauer got those signatures Nobody's talked about her. We had her on our, our Kendall and Casey show a month and a half ago or so. And, you know, she's she is sassy and she can bring the heat. And I just thought there's no way she's getting those signatures. But she did. And she raised like $17,000. This is I'll start with you, Jim, and then we'll go to Abdul. This is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in Indiana politics is somebody with no financial resources got those signatures. Well, bless her heart. I think uh, playing within the rules getting the support, getting on the ballot. Uh, it, for somebody that is really running against the mountain and, and uh, running hard, uh, I, kudos to her. And I think it's really good that uh, uh, we have individuals who feel that strongly about the future of the state of Indiana. And I'll be watching to see what, what she actually thinks about the future because I've not seen a signature type of issue that she supports but to working inside the system, and uh, and and I'm not sure what she's what she is made of in the way of how she feels about the issues if she's really conservative or not. But uh, it'll be really interesting to see how her how her campaign either folds its 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 you know its tent and goes home, or if she's there at the primary and getting traction because. You know, right now, it's it, if you look at all the polls, it's Braun and everybody else. And so it, it, she's working hard. I haven't seen her in any of the polls. I ha- That's I, amazing. I don't even know what you know, she looks like. I don't know if she, she's uh, fiscal conservative or if she's right to li- pro-life or whatnot. But, but uh, kudos to her for her effort. Abdul. No, I'll give anybody credit uh, for working within the system to get the signatures on the ballot. That's now, amazing. Now, the, now, the question is going to be, number one, <clears throat> are the signatures all uh, – is, is she Verified. Verified mm-hmm. issues you challenge. That's that's kind of point number one. We'll know that uh, in, in in a couple of weeks and some change. But I will give her credit for the, there's an easy way to get signatures in. That's a hard way. Yeah. The easy way is to hire a firm, go get the signatures. The hard way is to do it yourself. Yeah. And I will I will give her credit for doing it the hard way. Have you ever seen? I mean, at least in recent history, because I'm thinking back, like okay, obviously uh, there hasn't been a governor's race in a long time. Pence in 2012 would have been the last one, and they threw Jim Wallace off the ballot, uh, so he didn't get the signatures. Then the U.S. Senate race, and and Jim Wallace was very wealthy anyway. Um, the U.S. Senate race it was Rokita and Braun and Messer, congressman and or and and a rich guy you had before they had Young and Stutzman, two congressmen. Have you have you guys ever remember a regular person? actually getting the signatures like a non-super wealthy or super political person getting the signatures to get on the ballot for senate or governor this is the first time it, I'm, i've been pushing i've been um, hanging up coats and, and and serving coffee since 1975 and i've never seen anybody have this sort of grassroots um uh, uh, pull pull them up and and working uh, so diligently to get the, the the signatures. The answer to the question is no. I have never seen this happen before. 
Because she got 6,000 in some signatures. Yeah. I think that's what you reported, yeah, right? I'm, run, I'm running through my mind right now, and I don't recall in my 20 years of being here in Indiana of this ever happening, at least not like this. Yeah. Now, now she supposedly, Micah told me, she's got an incredible grassroots group behind her. She has to. Obviously, she got the. But now you're in a new phase, like you guys both talked about. It's now, hey, Brad Chambers has five gajillion dollars, and Braun is a millionaire, and, mm-hmm. and Doden. Crouch and Doden. So now, how do you get grassroots can take you Maybe it takes you to 10. Maybe it takes you to 15. Mm-hmm. But how do you get on TV? How do you get mailers? How do you do those sort of things? Well, it's almost like what I, I call eating off the land. And I think I think the issue here is how many volunteers you have, what's your social uh, media status, and, and how are you going to get earned media, and how are you going to get the attention of everybody without having money? And, and you know, I, I'm sure TV is out of, out of the uh, question. So... How how are you going to get from point A to point B, where everybody knows you and you can and you can start climbing the poles? And and uh, right now, I'm not sure other than the political class that anybody's actually paying attention to what's going on with the governor's race. I would argue regular people will not probably not start paying attention until April, mm-hmm. until a month before the primary. So that's the question now is now that let's say let's operate that everybody got their signatures and they'll all be verified. Uh, Let's say there's six people in. Is there some uh, sort of, you know, unholy alliance that gets formed between the other five to say, hey, Braun's way ahead of all of us. We can fight at each other in the middle of March or first of April. But now do we all team up on Braun? Because they got to put a dent in the Braun armor. Well, the the, the fight's going to be, the fight is going to be with Mike Braun's going to be between Mike Braun and Brad Chambers. That That is already starting. For example, uh, Brad uh, did an interview with Brad Chambers uh, the other day when he when he filed, and one things one things we want to talk about is uh, sort of the qualified immunity for police officers. Yeah, uh, because Braun has uh, sort of stepped in it with that when he made that comment. Uh, I want to say last year. Everybody seems to be hung up on that. I don't think that's that big of a deal, nor moves the needle. But Doden ran an ad about it. You're saying Chambers is mentioning it. There must be something telling them that that's well, the thing they're going to go because after. Because it's public safety and police officers. Yeah, well, no, that uh, these candidates have done their homework. They've polled. They know what the hot issue is. And the hot issue for Braun, or going against Braun, is is that qualified immunity. And I had a, uh, a, a union uh, police uh, p- police officer union person tell me the other day that that uh, no one in central Indiana will vote for Braun that has anything to do with uh, law enforcement. No, no police officer will vote for Braun um, in the coming primary. That's what someone told me, and that and that's large in a in a in a presidential year that you're going to have a lot of people turning out, and 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 uh, a lot of police officers, law enforcement are Republicans. And I'm hearing that same th- I'm hearing that same argument made uh, down in southern Indiana and also up in northern Indiana as well. So there must be something to it. Mm-hmm. So is this governor's race, I mean, you've produced polling in the cheat sheet. We've seen people like Adam Wren in Portonville produce polling. Shows basically the same thing. It's Braun, Crouch, uh, Braun's at 35-ish uh, or 40 or whatever. Then you got Crouch in the low teens and there's everybody else. Is Braun gettable? I mean, it, it, it's like Purdue in the in Big Ten basketball. It's Purdue and the Dwarfs. You know, <laughs> yeah, nobody's touching them. And uh, and Senator Braun has run a uh, you know uh, an effective campaign, not an exciting campaign. I, I I just think there are a lot of issues that people care about in the state of Indiana that may not be sexy, but they want to hear from the candidates, and and hopefully uh, they're going to have some 
primary uh, uh, debates or yeah, or and, and, something that's going to bring out the issues that we care about. Yeah, and, and we'll be doing uh, – actually, we plan to do some polling. I want to say uh, – we have to sort of, I have to sort of back time it uh, because uh, early voting begins a month before the primary, which is like, let's say, April 7th, April 8th. Mm-hmm. So we plan to do some polling about a week before early voting begins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, release the results are going to uh, poll the governor's race and the U.S. Senate race and also sort of what some, what some, what some folks think the big, the big issues are. So at least we'll have something, you know, in our hands, concrete that we can trust. I feel. I, go ahead. It, it, it doesn't help when the candidates are talking about the border. Yeah. Uh, that that's, you know, that's a that's a national issue that may affect us in some way. But I but I want to know uh, what the next governor is going to do about Johnny can't read. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel bad. I I totally dropped the ball as the show host. We didn't even get to Diego Morales endorsing Jim Banks from his official office. So I guess we'll have to save that for the Kendall and Casey show for your segments on there today. So uh, Jim Merritt, Abdullah Kim Shabazz, you guys are the best. Thank Robert. you. Thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Kim Shabazz, Jim Merritt's program, State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul at ATTYAbdul. Also, be sure to bookmark his website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Jim Merritt on Twitter at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt, and he has a very fabulous podcast. You can find it on Facebook and YouTube, Merritt in the Morning, Merritt in the Morning, Facebook and YouTube. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Kim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.